Well, it's certainly good to be in the house of God tonight. And I just feel like saying what a wonderful salvation. Well, we always see his face. And what a peaceful habitation. And what a quiet resting place. That's where we are tonight, aren't we? When the soul is right with God, it is the most restful, peaceful feeling that exists. There therefore remaineth a rest to the people of God. A quietness when you wake up in the morning and you go throughout your day. In the midst of storms and complications, Jesus is there. What a wonderful place that is. And I'm glad to be there. Not necessarily, we don't want the meetings to be quiet. We won't believe in lively meetings, but inside. We won't uh, let the Spirit uh, move and the holy hands to be lifted up and uh, the songs of, of melody and harmony and the, the prayers of the saints to prevail. And we won't uh, let the hallelujahs roll. Let us sing our Savior's praises far and wide. And we want the heavens of oak to open up. And the sunlight of God to come down because we're living on the hallelujah side. We have something to shout and make noise about. And it's something inside and it's a wonderful experience here. And tonight, if you don't have it, you're certainly living beneath your privilege. And uh, what has been on my heart lately is the power of faith and the application of it. You know, you can uh, say it. You can say, well, I need to come to church and I need God. I need to go on a diet. You can do all those things. But if you don't do it, then it's, it's no good, is it? Uh, there is a work to do and there is an application of faith. And this is a prayer that I have prayed a many a time. And the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. How many times are we faced with situations? Lord, help increase our faith. And does he not do it? I'm thankful for it. You know, faith is a, it's almost to the world. It's mystifying. It's, it's hard to explain. It's people, uh, it, it seems so, it's so simple, but yet it's so necessary. Uh, I look at faith as a, it's a risk. It's stepping out. It's going somewhere. It's going outside of yourself. It's going, uh, that's where Jesus is. It's not within yourself. Uh, we're not sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. And it says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It is something you can't see. It's something that is just generated inside. Uh, many a time I've had to, yes, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And I had to just do something. I had to step out. Uh, not to be confused with the works of, you know, of righteousness, it says, which we have done, which are filthy rags. And not of ordinances, it says, to touch not, taste not, which all perish with the using. But there is a work. There is something that we have to move. We have to believe, but then we have to move, don't we? And it says over in James, it says, even so faith... If it hath not works, is dead. Being alone. It's kind of a two-part kind of thing, isn't it? There is something we believe and then we step out on it. Or it won't ever do us any good. It says, Yea, man may say, Thou hast faith and I have works. Shew, shew me thy faith 
without thy works, and I will shew thee faith by my works. We have to work for it sometimes, don't we? And not to be confused with getting caught up. Now, I like my routine. Coming to church is, that's the good routine, isn't it? But let me tell you, routine don't merit salvation. And you have to believe. But it's not just the methodical way of how we do that, that generates salvation. It comes within the heart. And every person in the Bible, all these people in the Bible, they had to move with fear and with faith. They had to take that risk. And they had to step out. And they had to do something. It was just not something that you say or have in your mind, but you step out on it. It says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe. It says... And tremble, but wilt thou, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered up Isaac his son to the altar? What a story. I don't have a son, but I have three daughters. Same thing. I love. One morning, Abraham got some disturbing news. And I know there are people here in this congregation, you've had... Your faith is going to be challenged. And maybe you got some disturbing news. Some unexpected storm. Don't think you're immune. Sanctified or not, the rain will fall on you someday. God told Abraham, you're going to have to offer up your only son. What do you think he thought? But you talk about faith and obedience. They're walking up this mountain. And his son keeps asking his father, where's the sacrifice? Yes. Yes. Abraham said the Lord will provide. When you're in the height of the storm, it may not seem a way out, but God will make a way where there seemeth to be no way. I know there are Isaacs here and there, and there are Abrahams here in a sense. You're going up the mountain. You don't know where you're going to turn. But if you have the faith that's measured by the smallest mustard seed, then our mountains will be mastered by the master of our need. If we have the childlike faith, He said He'd do the greatest things. You want the... Talk about healing the sick and talk about miracles. Talk about burdens being dissolved. If you have enough faith and you step out on it and you act out on it, we can, we can have a good experience. But Abraham got up there and he got as far as raising the knife and God stayed his hand. How do you think his son felt? God made a way where there seemed to be no way. So as the body is it says, uh, And Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. So then, then how that by works man is justified, and not by faith only? It says, Likewise also was not Rahab the har- harlot justified by works? She had to protect those guys, didn't she? It says, when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body is dead, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So when the storms and the mountains come, we can't just sit there. We can't just allow them to overtake us, but we, we have the faith to do it. I thought about over there in Nehemiah in the fourth chapter, seemingly people 
thinking they were immune. Oh, we don't have to have faith. Uh, but God told them, you disobey me. Uh, and He said, and I'm going to just burn your city and destroy your city. And they had these walls as a buffer. Uh, and sure enough, the enemy come in and they destroyed their walls and their home and their security. And they, there were some people that doubted. And there were some people, what are we going to do? And there was a mourning there. But then there were a few people People of faith, they begin to rise up and they set a watchman on the tower. And then they says they had some, some had a tool in one hand and a weapon in the other hand. And they had a mind to work and they worked and they built and they had faith. And that's what we do when we're put to the test. God will give us victory and I'm thankful for it today. Faith is the victory that overcomes, helps the wounded spirit whole. And then I read over here about um, Peter, I want to mention Peter. You talk about people build their faith a lot of times on outside influences. Uh, they choose their churches or they choose their groups and they go to the parking lots. Uh, and they, they let the influence of the numbers uh, and because of people, well, that's, everybody's going this way, that must be right because of the numbers. Right. And I thought of Peter when he walked at that night when Jesus come walking on the sea at night uh, he looked out he said I want to do that too you know he got out there and he started walking but he started looking around and when he started looking at the waves he began to sink and so it is today we look for we look not at the things which are seen but the things which are not seen because the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen they're eternal that's where faith is it all hinges on faith how you get out how you overcome and how you make a way where there seemeth to be no way sometimes your faith will determine how quickly and how efficiently you get through it all and it says that uh, uh, and, uh, numbers don't, don't bother me when it says there in the scriptures for wide is the gate I believe it says, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. But strive to enter in at the straight gate, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. And God hath not chosen you because you are the greatest of people, but because you are the fewest of people, that you are a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should shoot forth the praises of Him who's called you out of darkness. And into his marvelous light. You have got to believe. You have got to put it to work today, tonight. And I thought about over here in Ephesians. You talk about a defense. Out of all the armors, out of all the things that we need in life, it talks about the helmet. It talks about the, the you know, all these things. But it says, above all, taking the shield of faith. That ye may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. That's above all those other things. Well, I believe it works here today. I'm going to go backwards here. You know, people depend on uh, what they see. And they build their faith on that. But let me tell you something. It says, for we are saved by hope. That's what faith is. It? Where you can't see it. <clears throat> Tangible things eliminate faith. Things that you look at and handle can eliminate faith. For we are saved by hope. This is Romans 8. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he hope for? 
But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. And then I read over here about some more hope. Therefore, being justified by, justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into the grace wherein ye stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. This is what the trying of your faith will do for you. This is the additions I think it will make in your life. Knowing this, that the tribulation will work with patience. Patience, experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you tonight, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting to the unseen hand that guides me through this weary land. And some sweet day, I'm going to reach that strand still guided by the unseen hand. His hand has led through shadows drear. we got a whole field of people and saints. He's led them forth. He's led them. He'll lead us too. Through shadows drear and while He leads, I have no fear. While going through this world of woe, the mighty hand of God will lead us as we go. Where is your faith? What do you believe? And are you actively, are you being proactive about it? Are you letting the seed of righteousness that was sown die? You know, good intentions. Talk is cheap. You've got to apply it. You've got to move. And I tell you, I believe. Lord, increase my faith. I believe. Lord, help my unbelief. I'm telling you, it works. There's power in having faith. I know. Lazarus, Jesus, you know, I think He purposely allowed it to happen to prove what faith could do. And He said, Jesus said unto Martha, she was all discouraged, and He said unto her, it says, I... Jesus said unto her, Say I not unto thee that thou wouldest believe, that thou shouldest see the glory of God. You want to see the glory of God? You're going to have to believe. Then they, it says they took away the stone from the place where the dead laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou art and hast heard me. It says, And I know that thou hearest me always. He's always around, isn't he? But because of the people which stand by, I say unto thee, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he said, the dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound with a napkin. And Jesus said, loose him and let him up. Let me tell you, doubt will bind you every time. Just don't believe. You know, faith is powerful both ways. Just don't believe. And you can miss it all. It says, for, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against darkness, rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The power of doubt. It's deception. It says, for the grace of God... Uh, it says that uh, um, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which disbelieve. Disbelief will keep you out. Uh, it will create deception. Uh, it will create negativity and bitterness and all those things. Uh, it will it'll cause stumbling. Uh, but on the other hand, faith uh, its the risk. Yes, it's the risk. Uh, it's outside of yourself. 
but it is the substance of things hoped for and it is the evidence of things not seen. Just like in a, the courts, you know, they have what they call circumstantial evidence. That's just opinion. That's just, well, he looks like the person that was there. It's not hard evidence. But you know, faith is, is the opposite. It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Somehow, you've got to reach down and believe, Lord, I can get my sins forgiven. I can get sanctified. And tonight could be the greatest night of your life. If you only believe, simply trusting, it says. Uh, trusting, we sang it in Young Folks Meeting. I think it was song number 60. Uh, uh, um, it says, trusting, trusting every moment, feeling now the blood applied. Lying at the cleansing fountain, dwelling in my Savior's side. Aren't you glad one day that you yielded yourself to His tender embrace? And by faith, taking hold of His Word, we've got to do it or we'll remain lost. I know there are people here tonight. You've come to camp meeting lost and you've left just that same way for years. It's time to rise up. It's time to take that chance. What have you to lose? What have I to dread? What have you to fear? You know, it, the, the, the faith will eliminate the fear. For God hath not given us, the, it says, the, the, the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Don't you want it? Don't you want the power of God and a sound mind? Faith is the victory that will cause it to happen. And I just want to read one other place here. And this is, the, this is talking about uh, the blind people. There was quite a few of them. And he had, a, he had a bad case. I know there are people here with a bad case. He couldn't see. I don't know of anything worse. But Jesus came by. And he, I like the, the part where he touched his eyes and he could see. And then one of the blind men, it says he spat on the ground and he made the clay and he touched his eyes. He says, what do you see? He says, well, I see it looks like trees and people. Then he touched him again. Well, what does that mean? And then he could see clearly. We have to be converted and sanctified, don't we? And Jesus said unto her, Seest not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Well, I'm, I'm getting over, re-redoing. Re, and then it, it, it comes over here, and I thought about this in Matthew. And he came up on a fig tree, Jesus did, and he found nothing thereon but leaves only. And he said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever. And then he said, Let... And presently the fig tree withered away. But listen to this. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I sayest unto you, If ye have the faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done unto the fig tree, but also ye shall say unto the mountains, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it shall be done. And all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. I say don't be uh, caught up in outside influences. And I say don't get caught up in what you can see. I read something interesting the other day uh, in 1405. His name was called Fernandez Magellan. There was a rumor you know, we live in a world where we can't, we don't need to judge and de decide if you're depending on the world and outside influences for your faith. 
then you will be led astray. The blind will lead the blind is what will happen. Well, this man lived in a time in Port- Portuguese where the people thought that the world was flat. No kidding. Most people in that town, they believed this deception. They believed this myth. They were too afraid to go too far out of their house because they may fall off. They were too afraid to go out in the ocean because of their boat may sink. I'm telling you, there are people here today, you've allowed doubt to dictate your life and cause you to underachieve and to cause you to miss out on the greatest thing where I have not seen and seen, it says, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men the things which God hath prepared for them that love Him. It's because of doubt and it's because of deception. But all this man, he got into his boat. He was proactive. He stepped out. He took a risk. He chanced it. And he he took off and he sailed from one Pacific to the other, from the west, from the east. And he proved the world was round. Believe it or not, these were people that took that chance and they believed and they received. And I'm thankful for it today. And he also met and along his way, uh, natives on this land. I thought it was interesting, and he was responsible for thousands of natives to be com- to become Christians along his journey. Let me tell you, I don't care what journey you got. I don't care what anybody says around you. I'm telling you, the truth shall set you free. It's worth standing up for. It's worth stepping out on. And I believe it tonight with all my heart. And then I read over here in Psalms. And uh, it talked about how he divided the sea. And we know about all this um, Moses. Uh, and we, we know when he, when, he, when he... I don't know what he thought when he was at the Red Sea. But faith took him through. And it says he divided the sea and caused him to pass through. He made the water stand up in a heap. Uh, it talks about how he took care of all these people. And you know why the children of Israel never... A lot of them never went in and him himself... Because they believed not God and trusted not in salvation. What a sad story. What a sad story it will be for you tonight to to have and to know what to do. To have the application in front of you and not fill it out. And not fill out faith and let faith pass you by. And as the body is dead without the spirit, so faith without works is dead also. What a shame it is. And then I thought about one other place, and it says, uh, oh, Zacharias. Now, he wanted to name the baby after his, his own, which is a natural outward, you know, we juniors. But that's not how God works naturally. That's not how faith is. It's not dependent upon man and, the, and traditions and, and culture. It's, it's, it's something you can't see. And I'll tell you what, he, he started thinking, well, we'll call him, uh, what did he say? Let's call him, uh, let's call him, what did Zacharias said he wanted to call him first? Him? But it was prophesied what they should call him. And so because of his unbelief, when the angel told him what to name him, it says that he couldn't speak. That's right. But I liked it when his tongue was loosed. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and he hath raised up a horn of salvation to his house of his servant David. I'm telling you, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not unto 
unto your own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him he will direct thy path and be not wise in thine own eyes but fear the Lord fear the Lord and depart from evil so it, it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bone and honor him honor him with all that you got with all the first fruits of thy righteousness and then it talks about how your barns will be filled with plenty Man, if you have the faith that's measured by the smallest mustard seed, your mountains will be mastered by the master of our need. I thank the Lord for the power of faith. And I challenge you to step out on the promises that were never known to fail. I'm encouraged to serve the Lord. I'm a believer. I believe. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief and increase my faith. It is what will determine your exit from the trial. It will sustain you. It will be the shield. Faith is the antidote. It's like the antibiotic, the penicillin or whatever that will counteract sin and doubt. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And by it, our elders obtained a good report. And they conquered because of it. And I believe it's just as powerful today. And it says, living by faith in Jesus alone, trusting, confining in His great love, from all harm safe in His sheltering arms, I'm living by faith and I feel no alarm. It will eliminate the fear. I know there are people here today. You've got a bad case. You need to have faith. I know some of you are probably waiting for the doctor's lab results. There's people here that got children who are lost. There's people here with uncertainty of your health. There's people here... And, and you know it all hinges on your faith. Are you going to actively apply it to your life? Or are you going to let it all die? I say, what, what are you to lose? Think about the worst. what's the worst thing that can happen if I believe. I told a man the other day, he was a, a non-believer. He didn't believe in God. And I said, you know what, at least when I die, I have hope. If you don't believe, you have no hope. And my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All the ground is sinking sand. Don't let it die. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Build your hope on things eternal and you'll never go wrong today. I'm telling you, I'm glad I'm a believer. Take the risk. What are you waiting for? Rise up. Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee life. There's nothing like it today. I love the Lord. I love all of y'all. And I ask that when you pray, pray for me.